0: hi and welcome to the shoot from the heart podcast with me diane bell if you want to write a script make a movie or quite simply live an abundant and creatively fulfilled life you are in the right place each week i'll share with you tips techniques and real world information that will inspire and empower you on your path thank you so much for joining me i am rooting for you all the way let's do this Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome to episode 74 of the Shoot from the Heart podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about moving to Spain and the five massive lessons I have learned through this process that I am certain will help you no matter what your big dream is. These are lessons that have been extracted from this experience over the last few weeks, months, years even. So first of all, I just want to tell you a little bit about our move to Spain. I have had so many messages saying, why are you moving to Spain? What is going on? Are you still going to do screenwriting, filmmaking? What is happening? Let me give you the lowdown on the move to Spain first, and then we will dive into these five massive life lessons that, as I say, are going to be applicable for whatever big dream you are going after. They are really for everything. We are in Spain now, in Sitges, which is a small town south of Barcelona, I first came here in the 1990s. I think it was 1992. And the moment I came here, I had this extraordinary experience where I just felt completely at home. There was something about it that resonated with my soul in a very deep way. It was like I had come home. If you know me, you might know a little bit about my background that I was born in Scotland. My parents are both Scottish. But at the age of six, we moved as a family to Japan. My father worked in the rubber industry and he was working with uh, the car industry. So we lived in Japan for five years and then we moved to Australia and we lived there for three years. And then we moved to Germany and that's where I completed high school. And at that point, I went back to Scotland and I lived in Scotland. I went to university there and stayed there for a few years afterwards. All to say... I don't belong really anywhere in the world. (laughs) That's how I feel. I, For years, I really felt like I didn't really have a home. I wasn't really sure where my home in the world was. Although I would tell people I was Scottish, I really didn't feel Scottish, having not lived there from the age of six to 18. Going back there as an 18-year-old felt very foreign to me. I felt more like a foreigner in Scotland than I did anywhere else. And I realized to an extent that I feel most at home when I am a foreigner, which is contradictory in terms in a certain way, but for me, it just makes perfect sense. In Scotland, of course, when I moved there as an 18-year-old, at the time I had a very strong American accent, and everybody would say, where are you from? And I'd say, well, I'm from Scotland, because what could I say? I'm from Germany, I'm from Australia, I'm from Japan, it made no sense. And they would say, no, you're not. And I would think to myself, you're right, I'm really not. So I lived in Scotland for 10 years, though, between the ages of 18 and 28. And at that point, I knew it wasn't my home and I had discovered Spain. I had discovered, well, specifically Catalonia, Barcelona. And I fell in love with Barcelona. In 1993, when I went there, I just went, this is it. This is like, (laughs) you can't get better than this. The first time I went to Barcelona, I did not speak the language. I did not know a single person here. I, I had no idea where I was or what I was doing, but I just fell in love. And I was only meant to be here a short time. I ended up spending six months. So... After that, I continued to return to Barcelona often. And then when I was 28 years old, I really had this reckoning in my life where I just had that moment thinking, what am I doing? Why am I living in Scotland? This is not where I'm meant to be. Why am I staying here when it's not what I love? And it was at that point I decided to move to Barcelona. So I moved there and I stayed there for a few years and I loved it. I actually opened a yoga school in Barcelona I taught yoga classes and absolutely loved it. Every day that I lived there, I was so happy to live there. It just, it felt like my home. I just felt so good there. And then though I wrote a script and the script was set in Los Angeles. That script took me to Los Angeles. Uh, At the end of the year that I was selling it, uh, a producer in Los Angeles was interested in it and I had to go to LA for meetings about it. So I went to LA I fully imagined that I would go to LA and be there for a couple of weeks and then go back to Barcelona and go back to my life, teach yoga and carry on living. But the world had different plans for me. I went to LA and shortly afterwards, I first of all met somebody who gave me a place to live for free, a beautiful guest home in Malibu. It was incredible. And then I met the man who's now my husband. And then I got hired to rewrite a script for John McTiernan, the director of Die Hard. So all these things just clicked into place. And before I knew it, my life was in Los Angeles. And it wasn't because I had planned that. And it wasn't because I had set out to make that the case. I had fully believed that I would go back to Barcelona and continue with my life after I sold my first screenplay. But there I was. I lived in LA. And my husband and I, we got married and I got my green card. And subsequently, I became an American citizen. And it started to feel to me like I would spend the rest of my life in the United States. And I love the United States. There's just my years there, just so grateful. What an amazing country. It's easy to focus on the negatives. But honestly, for me, I don't think I would be the person I am. I know I wouldn't be without my years there. And I wouldn't have been able to achieve the things that I was able to achieve without spending time there. It's an extraordinary place. And So I was grateful to live there. I loved it. But at a certain point, Los Angeles certainly began to lose its allure. So we decided to move. I didn't think my husband would ever leave LA, by the way. (laughs) When I met him, he'd already been living there for 10, 15 years. And he had a little apartment down near the beach in Santa Monica. I never thought he would leave LA, but he did. And so one day we moved to Denver because we just wanted all the things you want when you have a child. <laughs> we wanted affordable, affordable housing and nice schools and more parks and just a gentler pace of life. So we moved to Denver, Colorado, and Denver was amazing. It was a beautiful city. But I think very early on, I realized that I wasn't going to be there forever. It was not my forever home. It was, it was, a, it was a, a station on the way. It wasn't clear to me, though, where the next station would be I realized pretty fast that I am a beach person. (laughs) I told my mom this recently. I said, Mom, moving to Denver was an experiment. You know, I wanted to discover if maybe I would be just as happy with the mountains. I've always been a beach person, but maybe mountains would fill me up just in the same way. And after six years in Denver, I can safely say they do not. And she was like, I could have told you that before you even moved. (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious. But I guess that's my Scottish ancestry, my Scottish heritage. Obviously, Scotland has 6,000 miles of coastline. It's all coastline. And you're never more than 40 miles away from the sea in Scotland. I'm a mermaid at heart. So living in Denver was amazing, but I, I just knew it wasn't for me forever. And my husband felt the same way. It wasn't somewhere that we could imagine ourselves growing old. And so then three years ago, in the summer of 2019, just before COVID, We came on vacation to Spain, to Sitges, and my husband had never actually been here before. I was so excited to show him where I used to live, to take him into Barcelona. We decided to stay in Sitges because we wanted a beach holiday and then just do day trips to Barcelona. Most people do it the other way around. They stay in Barcelona and then do day trips to the beach in Sitges. But we did this. We stayed in Sitges and then did day trips to Barcelona. And my husband just fell in love with it. And my love of it was just reignited. So the two of us came back from that holiday just saying, oh, that was amazing. And what would it be like to live there together as a family? How amazing would that be? And at that point, it seemed very far-fetched. But three years later, here we are. We had the dream. We held the dream. We've seen our way through it. And I am coming to you now from Sitges. I'm sitting in our little Airbnb. We move into our apartment. uh, We move into our house not an apartment. We're moving into a gorgeous house. I I can't believe it. It's beyond a dream. On September 21st, my children start school next week here. (sighs) We're here. We did it. I can't believe it. I'm pinching myself. So just the question that people have been asking, do you still plan to write scripts and make films? Yeah, I'm sure that I, I think I probably will. It's interesting. I feel in our lives, we evolve, we grow, we change at different times. I know that of a desire to write a script, there's something else, there's something deeper, there's something else calling me right now than what the kind of films that I was writing before. And it'll be interesting to see after I move into the house and settle into life here, what bubbles up. I'm excited to see what happens creatively. I'm excited to continue to teach the courses and programs that I do. I get so much fulfillment from it. I really honestly feel like I'm living my purpose teaching and mentoring and coaching. It's everything to me. It's everything to me. The things that come through me to teach, it's, it's just incredible. Right now I'm doing the secret key with, uh, 25 people. We are doing, uh, this program about manifestation, about consciously creating the life of your dreams, just watching the transformations and people. I had a message from one of the students today and she said, something so deep has shifted in me. I feel so light. I feel so happy. I feel so free. It just fills me up. It just, this is what I live for at the moment. I just absolutely live for it. So I will definitely be continuing to do that. And as I say, I'm definitely not saying that I won't do another film. I think it—I think something might just evolve very naturally out of this. I'm so excited for this new chapter in my life. But today, what I wanted to talk about to you specifically, and I know that's been a long intro. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with it. But today, what I wanted to speak about specifically was five lessons that I have learned from this move, from making this happen. And these, I think, are things that will help you achieve your big dream. So, whatever it is, your big dream might be moving country, like I've just done. Your big dream might be writing your script, it might be selling it, it might be building and scaling an online business, it might be hitting certain income goals it might be going on a certain kind of vacation or a certain kind of travel expedition. So whatever it is, whatever your big dream is, we're going to talk about some lessons that will help you reach that goal. So the first thing that I wanted to say was if you have a big dream, to move it into reality rather than just a dream in your mind, start getting real about it. Now, the turning point for my husband and I actually making this move happen came last summer. So we went to sit just three years ago, but for two years, it remained in the realm of maybe one day, wouldn't it be amazing, <laughs> which is a beautiful place for your dreams to reside. <laughs> They're in that, oh, yeah, I think this happens like every time we write a script, there's that oh my God, this story would be so good. If we want to make a film, we're like, this movie would just be such a great movie. I can see it all in my head. If we have a business idea, we're scaling our business. Oh my gosh, I can just imagine what it would be like to serve that many people and have that kind of impact. Whatever it is. So we start off there. But the what we have to do in order to make it real in the world is start getting real about it. And the turning point for us last summer was we went on vacation to the beach, (laughs) surprise. And on the beach, I said to my husband, what are we waiting for? And he was like, what? And I said, you know, we talk about this idea of moving, but what are we waiting for? And he was like, I don't know. We said, okay, let's get real. What is the earliest that we can make this happen? So this was last summer. And we sat and looked at different things in our lives. And we went next summer, we could move next summer. Okay, we're going to move next summer. Now, if you're familiar with my book, Shoot from the Heart, you'll know that I advocate for setting a start date at the beginning of the process of making a movie. If you plan to make a movie, I say, first thing you want to do, set a start date so that you know when you're, what you're aiming for when you're going to start making the movie. And the minute you do that, there's a power in it and you reverse engineer from that date to make your dream come true. So the first thing I would advise you is like start getting real about it. When do you want this thing to happen? Okay, now, What needs to happen in order for you to get there? And one of the most interesting things for us was just figuring out actually what we would need in order to make it happen, like how much do things actually cost? How much will the flights cost? How much will it cost to ship our things? How much would it cost to ship the cars if we want to do that? How much do the private schools cost? How much does you know the um, the housing market what does that start looking like? We got really obsessed with uh, real estate, looking at the sites all the time, comparing things, analyzing it, understanding it. So it's like moving from just, oh, wouldn't it be cool? to getting it real. If you're writing a script, this is the stage at which you actually start writing it. If you're making a movie, this is when you get the line producer, you get the budget made, you start to like, get serious about how you're going to make it into a film. Not just this, this beautiful vision that you have in your head, but a real life thing. So that's number one, move it into reality by getting real about it. Number two, between where you are and where you want to be, is the void. How you're able to handle that will determine whether you achieve your dream. So I actually spoke to my 10-year-old son about this yesterday because he was having, having a good cry. His brother had upset him. Bless them. The two of them have been together all summer with really not very many friends. The two of them just together in Scotland and now here. And to say sometimes they get on each other's nerves is an understatement. But my son had got upset and then he was crying and suddenly he was like, I miss Denver. I miss my old life. I want it back. I miss our house. I miss our dog. I miss this. I miss that. And my heart was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I said, the thing is we haven't yet started our new life here. We're still in an in-between stage and the in-between stage is not comfortable it's not comfortable. And we say that and it always sounds like, oh yeah, sure, it's not comfortable, no big deal. But the discomfort is real and it's strong and it's big and it will come to you because in between where you are and the fruition of your big dream is a ton of discomfort. Part of the discomfort comes from the uncertainty. Part of it will come from, am I actually going to pull this off? And uncertainty causes us as humans a lot of stress. Many people engineer their whole lives to avoid uncertainty and to make sure that everything is always predictable and easy and they know what results they'll get. But going after a big dream is always unpredictable. And you're going to be in this space where you don't know if you're going to get what you want. You're you're going after it with everything you got, but you don't have a guarantee it's going to work. And there's going to be all kinds of discomfort. Your ability to just recognize that and hold yourself through it is what's going to determine whether you achieve your dream. Right from the beginning for us, there were all kinds of hurdles. The first one was just immigration. How are we actually going to be allowed to live in Spain? we held at that point, British and American passports. My husband and I both have UK and USA passports, but after Brexit, the UK one is worth nothing in Europe. So we were like, well, how are we going to do this? And we looked at different ways. Okay, maybe we'd be able to get this visa or that visa. I'm sure there's a way. And then we realized that my husband, his father was Irish and he decided to claim his Irish heritage and he managed to get an EU passport. But it's like there's hurdles and challenges and more hurdles and more challenges and things that just make you want to quit and give up. And It's always going to be that way going after your big dream. But recognizing that knowing from the outset it's going to get hard, but I can handle it is going to be the key to you achieving your dream. I would just like to add on that note, I know that a lot of my people right now are receiving rejection letters from Sundance and it's the Sundance screenwriter lab, the development lab. People are, people have applied, you know, a lot of people have reached out to me saying, I got the rejection letter. I'm gutted. And this is what I mean about the void. You have your dream. You want to be a successful screenwriter. You want to go to Sundance with your project. And now it's like, is it ever going to happen? Am I going to make it work or not? And it's not comfortable but hold on. Okay. Hold on. So number three, and this is very tied to number two is make sure your dream is so heartfelt and exciting for you that it keeps you motivated through the hard times. So I have learned this lesson from our move because I've had to deal with so much stuff that personally I just hate dealing with. I am a real free spirit. I hate bureaucracy. I hate red tape. I hate the whole feeling and it really triggers me. It's not just that I hate it, but it actually creates a body reaction in me you know, taxes, all that stuff, all the adult stuff in life. I'm ashamed to admit it. I wish I was somebody that was just more at ease and in flow with that stuff. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But moving here has been so much of that. I've had to deal with just so many logistics and we're not out of the woods yet. We're still in the process of getting our mortgage every day. It seems I still get another email saying, we need this, we need that. It's like, oh, and I have to find it. And the fear's kick in, like, are we going to get it? Is this going to work? Also, just, I mean, in every sense, setting up the bank, getting our national identity numbers, all the things, it's just, ugh, logistics. Now, the only thing that has kept me going through it and that still keeps me going through it and that can keep me going even when my 10-year-old son is like crying and unhappy is saying, I know it's going to be worth it. I know it's going to be amazing. And I have this vision in my head of the outcome. And the outcome is us living in that house, on that hill, and it's going to be freaking amazing. And I just hold that vision. And whenever I feel stressed, whenever I feel doubt, whenever I feel like this, why are we even doing this? I go back to looking at that vision, whether it's just in my mind's eye or whether it's actually physically looking at a photograph that represents it. And I just breathe and I remember it and I go, oh yeah, it's worth it. So make sure that your dream really is something that excites you so much because when the going gets tough, and it will, (laughs) and it will, the going will get tough, as we said, in the void, it's not easy, right? But once you know that, the fact that you have a vision, a dream is what is going to keep you going when the going gets tough and get you through it. So lesson number four, birthing a big dream is a lot about letting go. And this is one of the hard things. We desire the big dream, but often we desire to hold on to what we have already too. But big dreams demand a shift, a change, not just in your external circumstances, but in you. It's an evolution, a growth, a next level. It's something different than what has been before. And you will have to let go of a lot. And that's not always easy. Sometimes it feels very sad. Sometimes it feels very painful. There's a grieving involved in it. For us, for sure, right now, there's a letting go of our old life. And there's sadness about that because we loved our life. It wasn't like we were leaving our life in Denver because we weren't happy and we didn't like it and all those things. We were very comfortable and it was a good life. But something else was calling us. And I think this is the thing about our big dreams, the beauty of them, the expansiveness of them, that's not easy to go after a big dream. It will test you. It will challenge you. It will push you. It will make you face things that you don't want to face in your life. It will make you do things. But who you become on this journey is extraordinary. And if you desire to live a big, expansive life, going after your big dreams and knowing that you can shed your skin, you can let go, you can release, you're going to be okay. And on the other side, something even better awaits for you. It's so important. The fifth big lesson that I've learned from this is just stay in tune with the joy of it. (laughs) And this is such an important one because I feel like on the pursuit of big dreams, it's easy for it to become a bit of a stress party it's easy for me. The other day I caught myself. I was like, why am I just feeling all sort of like anxious and stressed? Granted, I'd been dealing with a whole bunch of logistical things, not my favorite stuff. And then it was hot and my kids were cranky and the bus didn't show up and the shop was closed and all the things that happen when you're in a new country in a new city and you don't know how things work. And you're just like, ah, it's too much. But then I went, wait a Stop turning this into some sort of stress party, negative thing. You're in such a Spain. You did it. You've made it happen. And whatever is going on for you, whatever your dream is, be excited about it. So yeah, you got rejected, be excited about it. I am still on the path. This is not my final destination. This is another part of my journey. And when I look back one day, when I get there, where it is I want to go, I'm going to be looking back and I am going to be so proud of myself. that I held that, that I came through that, that I let go of that thing that wasn't serving me, that I allowed myself to grow, that I allowed myself to expand, that I did the difficult things, even when it was difficult, even when it was horrible, even when I wanted to cry and give up, I stayed on the path. (sighs) And if you could actually just enjoy the path because you're on this mountain climbing towards your big dream, you could turn that hike into a miserable experience. Like I am climbing the mountain and I'm going to get to the top no matter what. And you're just, every step is like a struggle and it's no fun at all. Or you could just be like, oh my gosh, look at the view. Look at the view. And yes, this day is hard on the hike, and I feel tired and my feet are sore, but oh my gosh, look at the view. Look how far I've come. Look at where I'm going. Look at this incredible life that I get to live. So remembering to enjoy it all of it, the journey, knowing that even the tough parts will one day when you reach your big dream be something that you look back on with real pride that you went through that thing. You were in the void. You were in the in-between, the discomfort. And you didn't buckle. You didn't give up. You held steady. And that, my friends, is the biggest blessing of all from going after your big dreams. So I hope these have helped. If you have enjoyed these, I would love to hear from you. Take a screenshot, share it. I would love to hear from you if which one of these resonated the most, which one helped you the most on your path. Whatever you dream of, it is possible, but first you must believe and then you must take action and then you will create the most incredible life. I love you so much. I'll see you next week. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know you can listen to so many different podcasts, so it really means the world to me that you chose to listen to this. If you've enjoyed this and you've had any value out of this podcast at all, can I ask a little favor? Could you please share it on social media or go to wherever you're listening to it and leave a review so that other people can find it? I really, really appreciate it so much. I love you so much, and I can't wait to see you the next one. If you want to get in touch at any point, send me a message, support at and also check out my website, dianbell.com and see what I'm up to hopefully I'll see you in the social medias. Take care and I'll see you next time.